guys, and welcome to The Nature Show today. In this episode, we will go ahead and talk about more about the Second Amendment, Second Amendment rights, and everything that comes along with it. Recently, we have been uh, very aware of uh, shootings, uh, for example, down in, in Uvalde, Texas, and uh, those things uh, really are very uncalled for. And we'll go ahead and analyze this and more at The Nacho Show. Hi guys, welcome to The Nature Show, and we have a special guest with us today. His name is Bob McEntee. How you doing, Bob? Oh, I, I couldn't hear you. Sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I said I, I love your high-energy opening. <laughs> yeah, I saw you dancing salsa, though. <laughs> yeah, just trying to keep, you know, keep things motivated oh, here. I did. <laughs> there you go. You got the rhythm. Remember, the rhythm is going to get you. <laughs> That's for sure. All right. Well, hey, welcome. Uh, welcome. And thanks so much for being here with me uh, yeah. in this in this episode. Now, um, we're going to talk about uh, the Second Amendment. Um, we're going to talk about this, uh, uh, the shootings that have been taking place uh, recently, uh, one in New York and the other one in Southern Texas. Um, actually, uh, that uh, Uvalde, Texas, I think it's like uh, four or five hours away from my hometown, uh, Monterrey, Mexico. Um, and uh, <clears throat> definitely very, uh, very scary stuff. And uh, um, I don't know, uh, there are some points that, that I want to talk about also. And uh, uh, you've been in, uh, in the military, you know, all these years, you've been a veteran, uh, you are the perfect individual, uh, you know, for, for us to talk about uh, this, you know, you, you've, you've dealt with weapons uh, before and uh, um, you, you've dealt with, with so many, many things, you know, in your career uh, in, the, in the U.S. Air Force. Um, and uh, obviously you've been in this show before, so it's definitely a pleasure to have you back here. Um, so let, let's go ahead and, and start by talking about the Second Amendment. What does the Second Amendment mean to you? <coughs> Excuse me. I get choked up about the Second Amendment there. Well, it, it <laughs> means actually all the amendments, right? Because let's look at Ukraine. Uh -huh. So Russia moves in there. <coughs> I'm sorry. I swallowed back. No, you're fine. But the... Um, the Ukrainians are defending themselves, right? They're, they're stopping the Russian army, which is pretty impressive. Uh -huh. We're giving them a lot of help. But I, I think a lot of people think of the Second Amendment, and I do, as the backstop, the protection for all the other amendments. Because mm -hmm. look at Australia. I, there's an Australian pastor I listen to once in a while. He, he's a big Trump supporter. He likes, um, he likes America, but, but he's, he's in Australia. And he mentioned how, you know, they gave up all their arms. There was a big school shooting. The government made a push to have everybody turn in their guns, and they did. And now they're like a declawed cat, right? I mean, no one's afraid of them. And so mm -hmm. they did these horrible vaccine mandates. They wouldn't let people travel more than like five kilometers from their house. They they locked them down hard because these these Australians no longer have the means to resist government overreach. And mm -hmm. I, to, to me, that's what the Second Amendment is. Our founding fathers, they weren't worried about deer hunting or sport shooting. They were worried about how do you stop tyrannical government? And the best mm -hmm. way to stop it is to dissuade it. You know, just to, to, to go, oh, man, these people are armed. We don't want to we don't want to over control these people. And our enemies know this. Right. Because uh, Admiral Yamamoto of the Japanese Navy in World War II said, you know, you can't invade America. There'll be a rifle behind every blade of grass. And Glenn Beck mentioned this morning that when the Russians uh, had invasion plans for the U.S., they never included going through Texas because they said those people, there's too many arms there, you know. Mm -hmm. And actually there's countries and they don't have the school shooting problem, for example, like in Switzerland. Every right. military aged man in Switzerland is issued an automatic weapon, not just a semi-automatic, which is just you pull the trigger and it shoots, right? People <laughs> right. think it's 
people think it's more than that, but it's just it's just kind of your normal gun nowadays. You pull the trigger and it shoots, but an automatic, you hold the trigger down and it will just continue to shoot as long as you have ammo at a rapid rate. But all the Swiss have that. Um, so our problem is mental health. And I, I do believe yes. the NRA is right when they say a good guy with a gun stops a bad guy with a gun. Right. And I have an idea to protect our schools. I don't want to go on too long. Maybe you have some reply, but I, I do have an idea for school safety. Mm -hmm. Right. Well, uh, yeah, I actually, I, ha I have some points that I, I wanted to kind of like, um, you know, talk about them. Uh, and I actually made a post on Facebook about uh, these uh, uh, these points that, that I'm going to talk. I, I don't know if you if you were able to see it. Um, <clears throat> so... So the, the, the six points that I wanted to come across here uh, are, and I list them, So and, and we can definitely talk about them. So in our first segment, uh, maybe we can talk about the first three, uh, and then after our second segment, we can talk about you know the other three. So, so the first one uh, that I'm going to talk about, folks, is common sense. Common sense. The second one is law, okay? The, the third one would be security. And uh, the fourth one is education. And number five would be mental health, uh, which is, you know, what you were talking about. Uh, and then the sixth uh, point is going to be responsibility. So we'll go ahead and talk about, uh, about, about those six. And the first one we're going to talk about is common sense. So common sense, you know, we need to understand that anything, anything can kill a human being. A knife can kill you. A base bat can kill you. A fork can kill you. Medication can kill you. Stress can kill you. Chemicals, your fists, martial arts, your legs, a car, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So... Yeah. Water, water can kill you. Water can kill you. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you can, you can drown and, and everything. And, you know, so one point that I wanted to come to come across here and is when, when Cain killed Abel in, in the Bible, God condemned Cain when he killed his brother and not the instrument that he used to commit the outcome. Does that make sense? So, right. And I don't, and the lip, uh, lip tarts, they like to, I'm sorry, I'm going to say the word. Uh, it's very enjoyable to say it. Uh, <laughs> lip tarts, what they do is they, um, they, they blame the gun uh, for, uh, for the actual act. But in order for that gun to work, then, you have to pull the trigger. Somebody has to do it. The gun is not going to do it itself. Does that make sense? So, so that's common yeah. sense. Right. Right. And, and I like, I like you're going back to the Bible. God didn't say we need a rock band. Right. And <laughs> in, in Australia and England where, where guns are for the most part outlawed, they allow some for sporting and, and, sh and recreation hunting, but most people don't have guns in their home. Like we might hear. And there's a great book called more guns, less crime. And that's pretty much the title yeah. of the book. That's that's it, right? But he, <laughs> he notes that about 1 million times a year, guns are used to defend uh, people, to protect them. So the gun is really a protector. It it stops yeah. people from doing crime for the most part. I mean, there's uh, about 15,000 suicides a year with guns in America, which is, you know, I wish it wasn't so, but that's about what we run. Mm -hmm. And then there's about 15,000 homicides with guns. But then against that, you've got a million times they're used to stop rapes, to stop home invasions, to stop carjackings uh, and tyrannical government. Because tyrannical government has killed over 100 million people in the last 120 yeah. years. And that that's really what's the big killer, right? So it's, it's hard to overcome the emotional impact. When we see the pictures of these fourth graders that were killed in Texas, it's horrible. It's gut-wrenching. But the fact is... Without guns, there'd be a lot more people killed. And in fact, unfortunately, the first the first uh, person shot at there was the resource officer, right? Because he's probably a uniformed guy. I don't know if he was armed or not in Uvalde, but um, he's target number one. So 
let me let me put my idea in here because I think schools do need protection. A lot of people in Utah, yeah. a lot of teachers are happy to conceal carry, right? They want to protect themselves and their students, and that's great. But I've talked to other teachers that that don't want to handle a gun. They don't trust themselves with a gun. Mm-hmm. They don't want to by accident shoot an innocent child, like through a wall or just bad aim. And and you might say, oh, it's easy. I don't mean you, I just mean the big you, that people might say it's easy to hit your target. Well, people get nervous. They don't hit the target. <laughs> Not everybody has the same eyesight or hand coordination. I got a um, a marksman ribbon with the Air Force, right? In fact, my dad was on the Marine Corps rifle demonstration team. He was an excellent shot. And I'm a good shot as long as there's not a bunch of kickback. I don't like like the 44, yeah. 45 Magnum handguns. They're, they're too much kick for me. I, I anticipate it. Maybe I should like lay off the caffeine. But, but with a small caliber... <laughs> That's probably my problem. <laughs> With a 22, I can shoot the can and keep shooting it as it rolls because I don't worry about the kick. So, so guns are helpful, but what about teachers that would not want to carry a gun? Or the fact that if if they're not confident with a gun, a student might uh-huh. be able to take that gun from them and use that as a weapon, right? So the Russians came up with something, and we have it here in the U.S. too. But there, mm-hmm. if you look on like YouTube, they have the Defensia, it's called. Oh. And what the Defensia is, is non-lethal force, but it's pretty good non-lethal force. It's got four chambers, you know, four rounds you can fire, like a big revolver. And the way the Russians load it, and I, I kind of like how they do this, the first round they put a flashbang grenade. Because if there's an active shooter, all you got to do is hit the right room or hallway, right? Even just close, and boom, this thing goes off. It, it flash blinds them. It disorients them. They think, oh, my gosh, I'm under attack. And a lot of these people are cowards. And they're either going to back yeah. off or commit suicide, but either way, they're not going to be able to see to shoot. And then number two, the, the the next three rounds are takedown like rubber bullets. And I say takedown because there's some rubber bullets that are designed to kind of scare people, but they'll just bounce off like a thick jacket, right? They don't really hurt right. people that much. But the the Russian ones, of course, they're designed to you know hit with enough force to knock somebody down. And I think there's something I like that really it's not lethal and you don't have to be a great aim, but, but something any vice principal or a former military person could have on them. So there's my two cents. I, you know, I'm not against people having concealed carry weapons, but I think this would be something that every school could have and just a little bit of training uh, might be helpful. So there's my common sense. I don't like the red flag laws, right? Because now you're taking away, the meaning of the second amendment. Right. And now I don't, I don't mind though, if families, cause families always know who's crazy, right? They, yeah. they, this kid, they always know there's always friends and family that know this kid's in the danger zone. And so I think it's, I think it's okay if families act to take somebody's guns away for, for a temporary period. I don't know how mm-hmm. long that is. And I don't, it's, it's probably legally kind of tricky, but if people could do that, they say like suicide, if you can stop somebody for often just a 10 minute period, they won't commit suicide. Right. But they, and same thing with homicide. I think this kid was hot. They said he was upset <laughs> that he wasn't going to graduate. He'd been teased, whatever it was. Uh, but if you could, you know, get him out of it for three days, maybe then he'd realize, you know, maybe, maybe he can do something. I don't know. What, what do you think of my comments there? Nacho? I said plenty, I think. Well, no, no I, I think you were definitely spot on in there. Um, <clears throat> the kid definitely had some mental issues. Uh, he definitely had, uh, you know, something in his mind that, um, you know, obviously, you know, he, he wanted to kill his grandma, you know, over, uh, I don't know, it was a financial situation that, that, that we're going through. And uh, I mean, it is my understanding that uh, she's alive. Um, now, obviously, this uh, Hispanic kid and, you know, and, you know, that's, that's who he, he was, um, you know, definitely. Um, you know, purchased, he was 18 years old and uh, purchased the, the guns legally. Now, um, and, and that's my understanding. Now, obviously, the media, they, they want to make that known. Um, but obviously, you know, I don't know if you've noticed that they haven't said it was his, it was Hispanic, you, you know. <laughs> well, the name kind of gave it away, right? Yeah, but, of course. But you're right. They like to focus on race when it's a white guy, right? They're like, oh. Right. This is a hate crime, racism. Yeah. We gotta stop the, you know, the the Nazi <laughs> wing of the Republican Party, which there isn't one, you know. Right. <laughs> uh, I agree. Yeah. And then so they go radio silent on race, and they're like, "We gotta stop the guns. We gotta do common sense." Well, uh. <laughs> but there isn't common sense because something that protects a million people per year. Uh-huh. Why would you want to take that away, right? Exactly. In fact, 
I'll give credit to Fox News last night. I was watching Fox News. The guest they had on said something I was really impressed with. He said, you know, there are more people killed with like bats and hammers every year mm -hmm. than rifles. Because you're yeah. getting excited about the rifles. Oh, we got to ban the semi-autos and you get all these. And I, I hate to say it, but just people that don't know guns, like, okay, I was going to say women, but it's just people that don't know guns calling and go, <laughs> we got to ban the semiotic weapons. Well, they don't, they don't know what they're talking about. That's kind of your normal right. gun. It's really, it's not an automatic weapon. Um, yeah. So let's analyze that for a second here, because I, I've, I've had a couple of comments on Facebook in regards of this type of thing. Okay. Yeah, people say, let's go ahead and ban assault weapons. Okay, all right. Well, now remember, common sense. Anything can kill. Anything. Anything can kill. It doesn't matter. You know, but people are like, well, you know, uh, it's, you know, high capacity magazines, you know, high caliber, you know, wh whatever. And, you know, they're easily, uh, you can definitely get a hold of any of those, you know, easily at the store. Sure. But... I, one thing that people don't, I, I don't know, and I'm trying, I don't know, I, I, I don't understand why they, they're like, well, lower, lower the caliber. And like I said, it doesn't really matter. You know, you can, you can buy uh, like a toy, you can buy a 22 and you can put it in somebody's head. Guess what's going to happen? You know, it, it doesn't really matter. Now, they're like, well, it's going to be different lethality, you know, like, um, of course, it, it may be a different lethality, but the outcome is going to be the same. Right, right. It, and, well, just the fact that more people were killed by hammers and bats. And when's the last time you heard of a, a hammer killing on the news, right? When's the last time CNN dropped what they were doing and breaking news, we've got somebody killed by a hammer in Detroit, right? They, never, never, because they're not trying to they're not trying to outlaw hammers or bats. Right. And yet that's right. what people have to use in Australia now. Right. Because they got people breaking in the window with a knife and mm -hmm. all they've got to fight back is maybe a bat or a knife or hammer. Um, that's what they're reduced to. And and we don't want that. We yeah. want the standoff weapon that grandma or grandpa can use. Right. Cause somebody in a wheelchair <laughs> can still use a gun and they don't even have to shoot it. Right. It's a great deterrent. Same with police. Police don't shoot everybody. They encounter, they, but that, but people know that our police in America are armed, right? Correct. And so it's a, it's a great deterrent, and deterrence actually saves lives because you deter crime. The criminal runs off. Um, they don't want to break in your house when they see you have a gun, right? Right. And we don't want only the gangs and the military and the police having weapons because then then the civilians are just like we're declawed cats, right? We right. We need our defense, and that's why the founding fathers. In fact, they didn't give us the right. And they can't take it away. They simply recognize that everybody has the right to self-defense. And that has to be an effective weapon. So they can't they can't limit us to, oh, you civilians can have rubber bullets. No, people <laughs> need the right level of force to deter uh, other things. And like I said, it's for national security, too, because believe me, yeah. our enemies do not want to walk into a country where there's over 300 million guns. And, and there are over 300 million guns in the U.S. Wow. Yeah, definitely. And it... It's not, you know, our guns are not going to go away. That and, and that's for sure because it's a, it's a constitutional right that we all have and enjoy. Now, the second point uh, is going to be the law. Okay, so laws, we have laws. So my mission president always stressed the following: laws are always there for your safety. So if you follow the laws of the land, you will not have a problem. Granted, those that break the law, and you know, kind of like what you mentioned, you know, those, you know, the gangs and the narcos and all that stuff, uh, they they are found committing atrocities that we have witnessed previously, you know, with, with the shootings. Now, purchasing a firearm at an authorized store where you where your firearm will be registered to you directly. So selling firearms to minors is a felony. So we do have already laws and regulations provided by the government that will allow us to fulfill with the rights we enjoy as far as weapons is concerned. So uh, the left is very, very delusional about, yes, you, we need more regulations. You know, we need more, more laws and things that, but there are laws out there already. 
but the only thing the only the only thing that needs to happen is uh, for people to actually obey those laws well you know let's talk about laws right because do, do you know of any state county or city that doesn't have a law against murder <laughs> that's already illegal right now right. i would say this though and i was the guy i was a state delegate and i bought forward a platform plank amendment to strengthen the pro-life platform that we have to uh -huh. say um to, to to go silent on the exceptions for abortion because i think mm -hmm. actually abortion that's been in place in this country for 50 years you know yeah. um it, it weakens respect for life and and when you weaken respect for life of the unborn, you also weaken respect for life for the aged, for the infirmed, and and just for everybody, right? It says, who cares about life, right? I can just do what I want. I can abort this baby uh, 10 minutes before it's born or while it's being born in some cases. That may not be the average. I'm glad to say it's usually, you know, probably before the baby can feel pain for the most part, but not always, mm -hmm. certainly not always. So we've kind of, we've got this culture that isn't as sensitized to death as it used to be. Yeah. And now people get angry, right? And we, and I think actually you can tie a lot of it to how many school shootings were there in America? And I'll say in my lifetime, um, when, when the Bible and prayer were still in school yeah. and, I, and the answer is none, you know, when we had prayer mm -hmm. and Bible reading in school, and I looked up the prayers that used to read like this it was like this little two sentence prayer. I looked up the New York prayer that was challenged and shot down by the Supreme court, uh, but it had been legal mm. forever. Right. It was just a simple, God bless our parents, our teachers and, and our mm. state and country. I mean, it was the simplest little most benign prayer you could imagine. Uh, but, but you know what? It gave everybody some respect for God. And I think respect for life. And I think we've lost some of that. So to right. me, what's really the problem? Is it guns? No, it's people's attitudes, their attitudes towards respect for life and and that there's a god i'm accountable to that's that's probably enough for you to chew on i don't want to I, I could do the whole show so i don't want to steal it <laughs> no that that's totally fine i mean and it, it is the purpose of of uh, you know you being here now b before uh, before we go to the uh, uh, to a commercial break uh security that's uh, the third point that i wanted to to touch is uh, uh, now that we we talked about loss uh, here a little bit you know Security goes hand in hand with common sense. So now, and it goes hand in hand with the responsibility, which we will mention, you know, after uh, after the break. So firearms, uh, they have to be stored in compartments fully secured. And, you know, part of the laws is that if you have, cert well, at least here in Utah, it is my understanding, and you can definitely, you know, clear that out for me. Um uh, here in Utah, uh, if you have more than two uh, shotguns or uh, any like long, long weapons, uh, you have to have uh, somewhere somewhere to store them securely. Is, is that is that what I hear? Or uh, you, you know, you might know better than I uh, on that okay. regard. Yeah, because it is my understanding that you have to have, and obviously it is common sense. You know, I mean, if you have children at home, and if you if you are if if you have common sense, you are not going to leave your gun uh, right there where your children can play with it. Right. Absolutely. And 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 if the gun's stored somewhere easily visible, like your drawer, you know, kids catch on to that. And yeah, and you got to take assessment of your family too, right? I mean, yeah. how crazy are they? Right. Or what about their yeah. friends? Right. Because you don't want some friend coming in and stealing a gun from you. Right. Because that happens. In fact, uh, the, here's an interesting one that's hard to tell what the law would be. But I bought a, a repossessed house. Right. I bought it from uh -huh. the bank because it had been foreclosed. The people left all this garbage in there. There's like a, an entire one of those big commercial dumpsters full of just everything. Wow. And so I'm, I'm busy cleaning out the house. The neighbor kid came over. She's there with somebody who's helping me. Right. She just walks in. Well, she's walking out the door with guess what behind her back? There was this pink little girl 22 rifle, right? She's walking out of this house that I bought with this rifle behind her back trying to sneak it out because she wants the rifle. I'm like, no, no, no. You can, you know, I was shocked. I mean, it was Wyoming, wow. right? So people are used to guns there. They're pretty normal. But I'm like, wow, I, ne I never thought that this repoed house that they would leave their guns there unsecured, <laughs> but they did. And uh -huh. That's why you're never going to get rid of guns, are you? I mean, they're yeah. they're all over. And while I think they should be secured 
Um, I also understand people that want to keep one in their nightstand ready to go. You know, I, I don't think you right. should have a round in the chamber because people drop stuff. Um, people forget stuff, right? They So I, I don't believe in keeping around in your chamber unless you really think you're about to need it, right? Correct. But day to day, no, it's it's got to be safe. And I, I think it's gun safes are debatable. I understand the need for speed. Uh, and But if you have little kids, if you have, I'll just say, people edging toward crazy, then yeah, a gun safe is a good idea or, or a trigger lock, right? You don't need a full yeah. gun safe. You can have your trigger lock. And some of the more expensive guns actually now have like a finger lock, just like you use your thumb to sign into your oh. phone. Some uh -huh. of them have that on a gun, which is kind of cool. And it can be registered to one or two people. But otherwise, if somebody takes that gun, they can't use it on you except to beat you with, right? Which which is still a thing. <laughs> I <mean> yeah. <laughs> Right. Yeah. I mean, you, you don't have to have a, a bullet in the gun in order to kill somebody. I mean, you can use the gun to beat somebody up with, you know, with it. And, and I'll, I'll tell you something I like, Nacho, because I, I, I just like I don't want people to forget lethal force. You don't have to have always lethal force. I like carrying pepper spray. You know, you're not going to kill anybody with it. If it gets turned on you, you'll probably be OK. Um, but it's something that anybody can carry and just don't use it, you know, against the wind is all. <laughs> <laughs> definitely yeah yeah that um that pepper spray definitely will, will work you know in, in in a case like that so um, anyway definitely so well, we'll go ahead and go uh to a commercial break uh really quick uh, it's just gonna be a few minutes and then we, we will be right back uh, this is the nacho show <music> Nacho Graphics is a professional graphic design company that offers unlimited graphic design services to small, medium, and large businesses. We pride ourselves on providing high-quality, affordable design services that are customized to meet the specific needs of our clients. Our team of talented designers is passionate about creating unique, eye-catching designs that will help your business stand out from the competition. Whether you need a new logo or marketing materials, we will work with you to create a custom solution that fits your needs and exceeds your expectations. At Nacho Graphics, we understand that each company has different graphic design needs. That's why we offer an unlimited graphic design service that can be customized to fit the specific needs of your business. We believe that great design should be accessible to all businesses, regardless of size. So, if you're looking for a graphic design company that can provide you with high-quality custom designs at an affordable price, look no further than Nacho Graphics. Contact us today to learn more about our unlimited graphic design services and how we can help your business grow. Check out our website, www.nachographics.com or call 801-869-0523. As a small business owner, you know that having a website is crucial to your success. But what you may not know is that designing and developing a website can be expensive. That's where Solidify Web comes in. Solidify Web offers affordable website design and development that will produce a website that is clean and tailored to fit your business needs. Plus, we offer search engine optimization services to help you obtain top rankings for your desired search terms, driving qualified leads to your site. Creating a website for your business is one of the most important things you can do in today's economy. Your website is your storefront and first impression for many potential customers. It is crucial that you have a clean, fresh, and well-designed website that represents your business the best way possible. We can create a stunning website for you that is both easy to use and navigate and ranks high in search engines. Contact us today to learn more about how we can help you take your business to the next level. As a physician, Dr. Robinson personally treated thousands of patients for their accident-related injuries and as such has an in-depth understanding of your physical complaints and injuries. It was at this time that Dr. Robinson discovered the difficulties of dealing with auto insurance companies. We know how difficult it can be for someone to handle their own case. Our personal injury law firm is dedicated to helping others navigate the difficulties involved in auto accident injuries, slip and fall injuries, brain injuries, trucking accidents, dog bite injuries, pedestrians and wrongful death cases, 
Why handle it alone? You can now have a law firm with not only legal experience, but also medical experience. Our attorneys and staff are focused on achieving the best possible outcome for you. Get what you deserve. At the Robinson Injury Law, you will be able to speak directly with your attorney. You may be just a number with other law firms and auto insurance companies, but at Robinson Injury Law, your case is our priority. Robinson Injury Law. Helping accident injury victims is all we do. Call today for a free consultation to see if you have a case. Utah, 801-845-HURT, 4878. The Elliott Group Way is a philosophy to elevate the merchant services industry and increase the trust factor between merchants and processors by offering consultative, local, and proactive customer care to help you grow your business and to reach your goals. We do things differently around here. Not only do we provide top-level products and services that work, we are your partner and ensure you affordable merchant services with our best rate guarantee. On top of that, we offer next-day funding so you can have peace of mind knowing your money will be in the bank quickly. When you choose EMG, you're choosing a partner that cares about your success. Let us show you the EMG way today. We also offer next-day funding so you can get your money as soon as possible. In addition, we offer a cash discount program so you can save money on your merchant services. So, if you're looking for an effective merchant services company that can provide you with low fees, contact us today to learn more about our merchant services at 801-362-2968. All right, welcome back to The Nacho Show. And uh, remember, this is The Nacho show uh, from Ogden, Utah, and we have my friend Bob McEntee, and uh, we are talking about the Second Amendment rights and uh, um, everything that has been going on lately in our country. So um, <clears throat> uh, thank you so much for being here uh, with us, uh, uh, Bob. I, I would definitely appreciate that so much. So anyway, so we'll... we'll so we will go ahead and talk about the, the next three uh, points that I wanted to touch. Uh, uh, the fourth one will be education. Uh, the fifth one will be mental health. And uh, the sixth one is going to be responsibility. Uh, so we talked uh, a little about, you know, having common sense, uh, you know, how the laws protect us and how we need to uh, follow the laws uh, and uh, you know, uh, being, you know, having the common sense, it will give us uh, a sense of security, you know, towards uh, firearms and uh, whoever handles those firearms with responsibility. So um, education. So firearms safety lessons are definitely provided to the public online and in order to handle them the right way. There are many clubs out there that have to be registered in order to provide such training. So, uh, you know, you've been in the military, you know, you're a veteran. And uh, how how important is training? Boy, you know, I, I saw your next point, education. It's very important. In fact, there's a lot to know with guns. And you can, you can get by to start with like, like a one-day course. You know, you can learn how to shoot a gun. But there's a lot of people that have been shooting for a long time that, that they don't really know how to clean their gun. For example, <laughs> you have to clean it in oil. They, they just don't know. Right. Because I yeah. I went to a front site, which is a place in Nevada. They're, they have a few around the country. I think there's one in Virginia. But the one in Nevada, just just a little bit west of Las Vegas, is um, really top notch training. And they teach you how to shoot. They teach you how to correct uh, like jams and stuff that happen with your gun and, and other defects, how to make sure you have the magazine inserted right. There's all kinds of malfunctions. You know, guns are mechanical and most of the time they work really well. Um, there's also other kinds of education. Like people aren't aware that there's, for example, different kinds of rounds you can buy. There's, uh, mm -hmm. you know, is it full metal jacket that actually won't do as much damage as like a hollow point bullet that might open up. But mm -hmm. I actually also like in my, my less than lethal inventory, you can get something called snake shot, which they developed. You can shoot a snake, right? Because a snake's a pretty small target. It can be hard to be mm -hmm. 10 feet away from a snake and, you know, good luck shooting it in the head, right? <laughs> but they develop a snake shot, which is like tiny little BBs packed into like a nine millimeter, 20 millimeter or 22, 
not millimeter, nine millimeter or 22 caliber type weapon, you can put, you know, 50, 100 BBs in a little tiny regular shell. They call it like a shot shell. It's yeah. like a miniature shotgun. And I think those are, those are great for snakes, but also if you just want to deter somebody without killing them, like in your, so what I might do say for my home defense weapon, um, I mm -hmm. might put two rounds of snake shot because in a pinch, can, can you fire off two rounds and under a, a second? Yes, you can, you know, one or two seconds, easy, but you don't want to shoot somebody in your own house, right? Yeah. Uh, by accident and snake shots really not even going to go through the wall. But if, if somebody hears a gun go off, then they feel something hit them. I think, I think most people are going to retreat right now. Okay. Drugged up people won't right? People on drugs, they won't. And I also like to, some people are, some people want to shoot somebody, right? I don't really want to shoot anybody. And if I, and I'd rather deter them, but you, you have to make allowance for, you know, there's old people get confused, right? There's drunk people might show up on your door and they don't really have any ill intent, even if they're belligerent, they're just confused, right? So I, I think mm -hmm. we have to be ready for, you know, there's confused and inebriated people out there and, and they don't deserve the death penalty, uh, but if someone has an ill intent, then you have every right to to mm -hmm. defend yourself and to defend others. And so and you need to know how to do it. Right. So education is important. I agree. People need to learn their guns and need to know how to clean it, how to take it apart, how to correct malfunctions. And you can learn little by little. Uh, and almost anywhere you go, like Weber County has a sports shooting complex. The county runs. You can go down there and do a little target shooting in, a, in an enclosed area. Uh, and there's instructors there to to keep you safe and teach you stuff. Same with private places. You probably know, like, uh, I'm trying to remember the names of some of the gun stores around here. But, like, one just down the street from me on 1900. Mm -hmm. Well, get some sticks out. That's not the one I'm thinking of. <laughs> that's another place where you can go get some ammo and, and, and a gun if you need one. Um, and, and they'll teach you how to practice, how to shoot it. Correct. Yeah. And the training definitely is uh, something that we ought uh, to have uh, if we're even considering buying a gun. And, you know, it's just part of the common sense. So uh, the fifth point is mental health. And, uh, you know, this is, you know, what, what we uh, and, and I think it it's gosh, I mean, I mean, one of the most I'm not going to say the most important. It's going to be the most important one here. So, so you must be in good health in order to bear a weapon. You must reach to an age of full mental responsibility in order to at least consider to purchase a firearm. So, I mean, it doesn't matter if you are 18 years old, 50 years old, 60. You have to, definitely, I mean, you have to have a good mental health, um, you know, having positive thoughts. Uh, you have to uh, live in a way that um, you are completely able uh, to make good decisions, you know, with a gun. Right. I mean, you shouldn't even drive when you're upset, right? Because people, right. if they get emotional behind the wheel, they can hurt somebody else. And the same with a gun, right? And, and I think with education and mental health, like children, Children do, just don't have the capacity. The, the lesson for children is, is don't touch it. If, if you find a gun, come tell mommy or daddy or somebody, an adult nearby, right? Because you don't want kids doing it. But then there's uh -huh. a certain age where you can, you can teach them a little bit, right? And it's right. great to take them when they're of proper age, maybe, I don't know what the age is, 12, 13, 15, whatever they're, you know, trustworthy. Yeah. Then you take them to the range with you and you show them, okay, this is how we load it. This is how we shoot it. This is how we unload it, which is the most important thing, right? How do you mm -hmm. unload and clear the weapon? Make sure, because that's, that's an unfortunate mistake. Every so often people shoot their loved one by complete mistake because they didn't have that discipline or awareness to, to make sure that the chamber's empty, the magazine's mm -hmm. empty, you know, or the safety's on those kind of simple things. Most guns, not all, but most have a safety and, and that's your friend, but you also need to know how to take it off when it's time to shoot. Um, it goes back to education, but also mental health. So children just don't have the, the mental, whatever you call it, wherewithal to handle guns. But so they just need to stay away. And then other people, I think if somebody is mad or, you know, people going through like divorce, divorce and death are yeah. two very stressful things. And people don't really get mad at others during death. They know that that's a thing unless it was a, a homicide or something. But you got to know, like, you don't want your 
buddy going through a divorce to to start carrying the gun around, right? That's a bad mm-hmm. time. Uh, you got to check your own mental health, but you could carry pepper spray, right? You're not going to get in yeah. trouble with that. Um, for the most part, you won't. But we got to be, yes, we got to be of good mental health. And and a lot of gun owners, they, they do recognize that uh, this is a serious responsibility that I don't want to, I don't want to whip this thing out too quick, right? This isn't for uh, disagreements in a bar, right? I mean, because right. it's illegal to, I think, take a weapon in a bar when you're drinking. But I agree. Mental, mental health is, and, and, and mental health is such a, such a big sounding term, right? Just, <laughs> but just if you're feeling unstable, that's not the time to pull the gun out, right? The time to pull the gun out is defense of self, defense of others. Like sometimes we honk the horn because we're upset, right? But, but you don't do that with a gun, right? You have to have more restraint with a gun because um, when you pull a gun out, you just up the ante too. I mean, maybe somebody else has a gun too. And if you were to not pull yours out, then nobody else would pull theirs out. Um, right. I'll leave it at that for a minute. <laughs> okay. Yeah. No, definitely fantastic. Yeah. You shouldn't, yeah. You shouldn't drive when, when you're upset. You know, you shouldn't drive when, I mean, when you're drunk, obviously. Obviously, beer can kill you, you know. <laughs> yeah. Good. <laughs> so, anyway. All right. So responsibility. So that's the last point that, that we want to um, that we want to talk about. So this is basically in summary of all of the points that, that I have mentioned beforehand. So follow the law and you will be fine. Think positive thoughts and you will be fine. Educate yourself about firearms and you will be fine. Have common sense and you will succeed. That's, you know, that's definitely... Um, you know, my last point, you know, just have a sense of responsibility, you know, like, uh, keep, keep your gun in a safe, you know, if you have children, um, or, you know, if, or if you live by yourself, then, you know, still do it, you know, just for the sake of, um, you know, uh, having that gun, you know, to be in a, in a safe spot, um, just in case, um, obviously, but, you know, just having, having a sense of responsibility, uh, with uh, with the instrument uh, that you carry in your hands, um, and uh, uh, you know those are that's just basically kind of what I wanted to talk about. Now, now um, uh, a, a few comments have um, have came uh, to my uh, to my feed uh, in regards of of the shootings that just just happened. Now, and I would like to uh, to ask you this question and to to see what, what you think about it. Um, I, I, w- I was asked, so what would you what would you do if you were the dad of any of those children? And I'm going to um, okay, so I'm going to analyze that f- for a moment. Um, first of all, I think I think of the reason why they're asking me that question. And uh, the reason why they ask that is because they they uh, they want to flip the coin. They, they they want me to think the way they do. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So what what I what I responded to that question was my thoughts about guns will be exactly the same because of all of the points that I mentioned beforehand. You know, obeying the law. Guns are for a protection. Anything can kill you. It, it doesn't matter. And if it was my child that was killed, there's nothing I can do. I, I mean, I will feel I will feel devastated. Obviously, yes, I will feel devastated about that. And I, I would definitely would want to go and kill somebody because that will be the first. I, I'm going to be 100 honest with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, you know, I, it's it's an eye for an eye. You kill my, you kill my, my, my family. I'm going to kill you. You know, th- that's the first thought, but you know, I'm a responsible man, you know, uh, and I, and I think and process things. So if it was in a, if I was in a situation like that, then I would say, well, gosh, you know, so I really hope that law enforcement can do something about this guy, you know, uh, disable this guy w- one way or the other, but my thoughts are not going to be different about guns, because if we would have at least two guards 
at, at the school protecting our children and the very, you know, we have cameras and everything like that, you know, that would be a completely different story. Yeah, that's, you know, that's a hard question. I'll jump in here because I agree with you. I mean, the emotional response, I I guess in, in one way, because that's just justice. If there's, if there's a murder, uh, I, I believe in the death penalty, right? I believe it's a deterrent. Uh-huh. Uh, and if it's not a deterrent for the person that just did it, it's a deterrent for the next guy who's thinking about it, right? That, yeah. that unjust killing deserves the death penalty. Now, I would want to protect the kids, right? So I think that's step one is how, how can we protect them, right? We're not because we shouldn't. I agree with you. We shouldn't outlaw guns. We shouldn't have restrictive red flag laws. We need to keep guns to keep tyrannical government away, to keep invasion mm-hmm. away, to keep people that mean ill for us by rape or carjacking or home invasion that we need guns for all those purposes. I mean, even the bee has a stinger, right? But the bee is responsible with its stinger. The honeybee dies when it uses its stinger. So it's got to be responsible with it. Same with us and guns and children. You know, I heard an ad this morning on, I think it was KSL radio, you know, where they're selling backpacks that have like Kevlar liners, right? So it'll stop a bullet, but that, Mm -hmm. but that's not even the whole situation. So I think, there's a couple of things we could do in Utah. I think that teachers who volunteer or school administrators that volunteer, and I don't care, janitor to principal, right? Anybody. So if, if uh, maybe a few per school want to volunteer to get gun training, that would be great. And then they can conceal firearm. But I also think we should have some non-lethal force because I understand you. You'd feel just as bad if, uh, if the mm-hmm. janitor was whipped out a concealed carry to, to shoot the bad guy, but it went through the wall and hit your kid and killed him. Well, you're not going to feel a whole lot better if it was accidental. I mean, actually, maybe a little, but that's why I think non-lethal force has a place, especially in a school. And I want the flashbang grenade. I want, I want the takedown bullets. In fact, the Israelis use something interesting. They can, they, they shoot like a foam that makes makes you so slippery you can't even stand up. You can't hold onto a weapon. You can't stand up. You're just completely slippery. Uh, I and it's non-toxic, right? So that's another way to just disarm somebody. You can shoot the goo at them, right? So I, I think mm-hmm. there's a lot of options and our legislature should look at that and we should right. be willing to train them. I, I really don't like like uniform police. They're too easy of a target, right? Because then you need a buddy. If you're a sicko, well, now you need a sicko buddy or <laughs> you just have to strategically kill the kill the good guys first. Right. Um, it makes them a target and I, I, it's very expensive. That's yeah. the other problem. I mean, How about you use marshals? What about a marshal? Yeah, uh, how about uh, U.S. Marshals? I mean, because that—that's what they did with uh, 9/11 happened. After after that, they used the uh, marshals uh, to actually abort planes and be. Oh yeah, yeah, you know. yeah. And the marshals are interesting because you know there, if there's not necessarily a marshal on every flight. I don't think it's kind of randomized, so you don't know, mm-hmm. right? And that's the beauty of when teachers conceal carry. You don't really know. And I think that does deter because there are teachers who tell you, oh, yes, I can, I carry. But I, I I don't even like students to know that because you don't want the weapon turned on somebody. Right. You've got some teachers Correct. that are kind of small or anybody can be distracted. But that's why I really like, you know, let's give that vice principal or that janitor the non, a non-lethal option to start firing back immediately. We don't have to wait for the police or the Border Patrol, the marshals. Mm-hmm. But, but but I do like the idea of, yes, somebody has a weapon of some sort mm-hmm. and you don't know who it is because that's actually a pretty good deterrent. Um, even robots, but I mean, those take a while to set up, right? But anything is better than nothing. So I think our legislature needs to look at the options and provide some sort of weapons training, whether it be lethal or non-lethal. Um, and every school or at least most need to have something. I, I think mm-hmm. we'd probably agree on that would be a great deterrent. Right. And I mean, wow, I mean, you mentioned something very important about, you know, like if you have somebody in uniform, uh, you know, at at a school setting, then that definitely would be a target, an easy target, because you know, you know how they look like, you know, who they are and everything like that. I never thought about that. Yeah. Just like store security, right? They don't have uniform police inside, uh, you know, Walmart or whatever they have for the most part unmarked right they're there and i think that's that's a big help and so if you don't know who might be armed or who might be shooting back i think it keeps those people off balance and they do they do the shooters are smart enough to choose places where usually guns are banned right where they don't expect a lot that's why movie theaters um but yeah. people need to have their defenses i i think that's why at the very least anything is better than nothing right so if you can carry pepper spray do that 
there's actually guns that fire like pepper balls too. Um, they go over hundred miles an hour and they're, they're stronger than just a stream of pepper spray. Right. And, uh-huh. and I do think when somebody gets hit by something, they don't immediately know what it is, right. They just feel themselves get hit. They, the normal instinct is to turn around. So I'm in mm-hmm. favor of anything that, that deters. And I'll tell you something else I had. Cause I, sometimes there were like my kids mm-hmm. would be home from school on their own for a while. Right. And uh, I didn't want to give them a gun. Right. Cause a gun can easily be taken from a kid or they can be slow or not, or not know how to clear malfunctions. But I had at home with them, we called them officer bear. That was our 85 pound golden retriever. And that <laughs> dog golden retrievers actually have the loudest spark on record. They have an 85 decibel bark. It's loud. Right. Wow. And so that's a deterrent. I like anything that's a deterrent, right? Uh, you can put a sticker on your home that says, you know, we're not calling 911 and then it shows a gun. Right. I mean, I think any deterrent is a good one. Um, even if schools put that there are, you know, two armed people here at all times, you know, that's okay. They're, you know what, they're not going to pick that school. So what do you think? <laughs> I mean, definitely. I, that, I mean, I never, I've never thought about the, those uh, things that you were mentioning. Uh, and there's so many ways, there's so many ways that our kids can be protected. Uh, there are very many, many things that can be done. However, our our leaders that are in power, they I guess they care more about sending money to Ukraine, uh, to foreign countries instead of spending the money. That money could have been spent in guards uh, or you know special special equipment uh, to prevent these things to happen. You know. And, you know, let's go back to mental health because, I mean, you don't want to use it when you're in a bad state of mind. But also, I, I, I kind of wish, I feel bad even for the guy that was the shooter and got himself killed, right? Because I, I think he's in a bad place now. But what if somebody could have just encouraged him like, hey, you know, this isn't the end of the world. You can get your your degree later. Um, there's good jobs out there. You know, just if somebody could, and some people get dark and you can't talk them out of it, right? It's not yeah. anybody's fault. But I think we need to be good encouragers to tell people, you know, because a lot of times if you can keep people from doing something bad for a few days, they can get over it. Right. And they can have some positive experiences and they can because there's a lot of people with problems that don't shoot up a school. Right. Right. Uh, or they don't shoot anybody. So there's we need to be good encouragers of each other to, to help each other's mental health and being kind and being concerned. A lot of yeah. times it's the opposite of that that leads to shootings. Right. Your people are unkind to others and they taunt each other. Um, like that beat down that happened at Ogden high school, right? That was pretty ugly. Yeah. That poor girl. I mean, I'm glad that the one girl that did the beat down got busted because now the other girl probably won't come to school with a gun seeking revenge, <laughs> but, but we need to encourage them that to do right things, right. To, to be right. good people and to overcome adversity and, and to, to be hopeful for good things. I, I think more of that will, will mean less, less shootings and less violence and less dangerous driving. Agreed. I agree. Yeah, 100%. Thank you so much for being here uh, with us, uh, my dear friend, Bob. Uh, definitely anything, you know, you can, um, you know, we can do for all of our audience. You know, it's it's definitely fantastic. Thanks so much, all of you, for being here at the Nacho Show. And remember, we will see you next time.